guest day today if you've just tuned in to swat radio for the first time just dialing the dials on your radio or i guess punching buttons now because everything's digital anyway um swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth it spawned out of the swat bible studies we're based in jacksonville florida although we broadcast in mississippi florida georgia and virginia and we're excited to be on WMOX and WMER in Meridian, Mississippi, on uh, the Lighthouse up in the Virginia area, and here on The Truth in Jacksonville, in St. Augustine, and up in Folkestone, Georgia. Well, today, like I said, is guest day. Every Thursday, we have guests that uh, are influencing the world for Christ out there, and Today's guest has been on um, several times before, and he has a conference coming up that we wanted to highlight, but uh, I'm always just happy to have him back in the studio just to talk about this issue because it's such a, um, it's just such a, a, a tough issue in our culture uh, within the Christian community to deal with. It's, it's, it's rampant, and I just want to give a... Uh, a listener warning if you have young children around listening we we will be talking about pornography and other things although they young from they're, they're learning from a very young age now so you just you might have to have some conversations with them about some of the things we say but uh, i do want you to know that but our guest today is jay haig from living without lust jay welcome back to swat radio great to be with you again doug uh, so grateful to for you to have us and uh our good friend from Wisconsin will be talking to us shortly. Yeah, and uh, you guys uh, have a a conference coming up in May. It's uh, a, a it's like a national conference, right? It's yes. you're inviting people from all over the United States. Share uh, with us a little bit about that conference and how people can uh, sign up or register for that. Oh, glad to do that. Um, this is the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit, and Daniel Weiss, who's the president of it, will be joining us to talk about it. This is a national networking group that meets once a year. We, this is our fifth meeting. We've met in San Antonio, Atlanta, back in San Antonio, last year in St. Louis, and this year we're welcoming it to Jacksonville. And this is a coalition of leaders who are all working on issues of gospel sexuality, biblical sexuality, healthy sexuality, um, in various aspects. And so we are calling Christian leaders, pastors, uh, therapists, and others who are leaders in this area to come together to network. Uh, we have plenary speakers. We have breakout subjects on a variety of issues, everything from LGBTQ issues to transgender things to um, various aspects of marriage and sexuality. We can talk about some of those uh, breakouts and some of those uh, seminars, but it's a very collegial, very warm, kind group of people who gather together once a year to share with each other, to encourage each other, and to learn from each other the way, best ways to do this, both in the church and in the world. Well, I, you know, if you want to know more about the conference, 
or you want to sign up, you can go to sexualintegrityleaders.com. That's sexualintegrityleaders.com. And it, it just lays out the the summit. Uh, it lays out, you can go and see the speakers. You can see the se- schedule. You also, you have CE credits on there. Uh, could yes. you explain that for yes. people out there? This is what we offer because we are in uh, league with various entities that offer these credits. Every therapist, um, professional who's a counselor has to go through various continuing education. They can come and get credits. I think we offer eight and a quarter uh, hour credits for this time of, for various um, sessions that we offer so that people can go on and find all that um, on the website at sexualintegrityleaders.com. Also, we're offering a pastor's conference that's specifically for pastors. And we know pastors are very busy, and this is a, like a three-day conference. Mm-hmm. Pastors can come for a morning, Thursday morning, May 18th. We have a continental breakfast, a free lunch. Um, we're going to cover a bunch of uh, subjects uh, things like what is the gospel message about sexuality, understanding the role of trauma and sexual brokenness, what to say and do if a church member confesses a struggle with porn or sex, how to approach LBGT issues biblically, creating a mode, roadmap for staff integrity, and integrating sexual wholeness into your church's discipleship model. All of these things will be covered. And then if the pastors stay and they say, I'd like to hear more, they can stay for the rest of the day at no cost. So, you, you can go in and you can sign up for the whole conference. You can sign up for part of it. Again, the pastor's conference is Thursday morning. And if you have a pastor or if you uh, know of somebody who might like to do this, just get on your computer and say, hey, have you seen this? Would you have any interest in it, particularly if you're in the Northeast Florida area? And just send them a link, Northeast Florida, sorry, uh, sexualintegrityleaders.com or sexualintegrityleaders.com slash pastors for the pastors conference yeah again that's thursday only may 18th and uh, for the pastors and go to sexualintegrityleaders.com you know i was just looking at some of the sessions that you guys are offering one of them that looks particularly interesting to me is the theology of attachment the story of human connection from scripture and neuroscience you know uh one of the things that people, when they hear neuroscience, they tend to be dismissive, but there are real things that happen in the body any more than somebody goes to the doctor with a broken leg. You don't just go in there. Okay. Just pray for my leg doctor. You go in there and you let that doctor treat your leg in the same way. Neuroscience, there's been a lot of research and, and data that has come about that shows what happens in the brain when you don't connect uh, physically, you only connect from a visual standpoint or what happens during the whole process of being stimulated by uh, images on a video versus the, the normal way God designed us to be in a relationship and experience the, the wholeness of the sexual uh, union, right? Isn't that true, Jay? Absolutely. And if you want more on this, I would go to Kurt Thompson's books, uh, the soul of shame, the soul of desire. He is a psychiatrist, so he's a medical doctor, and he's also a Christian. And so he combines these two things, who we are um, uh, in the brain, who we are chemically, biologically, etc., but who we are, are who we are spiritually. And you'll be amazed if you read his books how he integrates the two 
and uh, talks about human wholeness, both spiritually and physically. And um, on Thursday, um, it is that Adrian Hickman going to be at that particular thing? He is the one who's doing a pre-summit workshop, or is that prior yeah. to the Thursday? Or is that the Thursday thing for uh, pastors? I'll ask Daniel about that. I believe that's a pre-summit workshop, um, and I'll he can reflect and on it. And he's going to be talking about uh, surviving the dark cave, a framework for seeing and being with people through the crucible of emptiness and trauma and addiction. Mm-hmm. And uh, tra- trauma is a real thing. In fact, I think uh, he's on the he's phone. On. We yeah. have him. Yeah, yes. go ahead and uh, welcome to SWAT Radio, Daniel. Hey, it's great to be here. Um, I, as uh, Jay was talking, and I ought to hire him to be my press secretary. <laughs> he, he handles all this excellently. Well, good. Well, uh, where are you calling from, by the way? I am calling. I'm based uh, in Wisconsin, rural Wisconsin. Um, we do ministry uh, around the country, but uh, I call Wisconsin home. What what part of Wisconsin are you? Well, it's uh, near a town called Oshkosh. My gosh, if you've heard of that. Well, uh, I was a pilot in the Marine also, Corps. Every pilot knows where Oshkosh is. <laughs> the Oshkosh. That's right. Everyone knows where Oshkosh is who flies because mm-hmm. of the, the big air show every year. Um, in fact, I was at last year's show with my kids. Okay. Uh, but that's about, we call it East Central Wisconsin in that area. Do they have Kringles up there like they do in other parts of Wisconsin? You know what? They're... Oh, yeah. We love our Kringle yeah. and our cheese curds. Yeah. And our bratwurst. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Well, uh, I'm glad you can join us today. I was just asking Jay about surviving the dark cave, uh, Adrian Hickman. When is he, is that on Thursday when the pastors are? Is that even before that? When, when are you doing that uh, particular? Yeah. So, so yeah, thanks for asking about that. We're, we're doing something a little different this year with the summit. Um, and so we're offering two pre-summit events. One is the pastor's workshop. Um, and that's really uh, for, for pastors serving in a, a congregational setting because they're the ones on the front lines dealing with so much of this brokenness. Mm-hmm. So that that's going on separately. And then at the same time is this pre-summit workshop by Adrian Hickman, um, where he's going to delve into some of that shame and trauma stuff that, uh, you know, and how to deal with that. Um, so it's, 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 it's a competition, if you will, but, um, you know, people can choose one or, or either of those, I should say, uh, not both of them. Okay. All right. That, well, that's what I was wondering. So that that great. That answers that. Well, well, Daniel, tell us a little bit how these summits got started. Like usually, I know that um, I was part of a group that met every year out in Colorado, and it started because a pastor was involved in uh, sexual sin, and a group of guys wanted to hold him accountable, and then they just started this meeting every year so that they could help encourage guys to be able to work through it. How did the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit come about? Well, it it was something similar. It was very relational, not based on brokenness, but uh, there was a a prior prior group that met for fellowship and just to kind of pour into one another. These were uh, ministry leaders and counselors, and it was just based on kind of personal connections. And that group didn't really have a very clearly defined focus, although it was uh, really a blessing to get together with people. It kind of petered out. And a few years later, some of the folks from that group uh, 
convene day, uh, I guess it would be our first annual, we didn't know it at the time, but convened a, a conference, and it was all invitation only among, you know, church staff, paraministry para leaders, uh, counselors, and therapists. And we all got together in San Antonio to really brainstorm, collectively brainstorm, how do we help churches address these issues? So most all of us were leaders in the field doing this work on our own, quite often outside of the church, but we were understanding and, and all feeling committed to the church and helping churches be places of healing and wholesome teaching on sexuality. And so out of that first summit, we decided to have an annual summit and to start uh, the equipping, the task of equipping leaders to go not only to do their craft better, but to also one another to go into our churches trying to create those relationships with pastors and other leaders there. Um, and so that's how it started. It's a part of ministry, a heart for the church, a heart for the sexual growth. Hey, uh, well, listen, we're going to have to take our first break. Uh, Daniel, yeah, you're listening to SWAT Radio. I have Daniel Wise from San, uh, Sexual Integrity Leaders Conference Summit. He's going to be back with us after the break. Jay Haig from Living Without Lust. We're going to be right back in just a minute after this first break with more from them to tell you about how you can be involved and resources that you can tap into. So stay tuned to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back. Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Welcome to Teach Kids by Child Evangelism Fellowship, helping you teach truth to the kids in your life. Do you or your child struggle with assurance of your salvation? Check for evidence of the indwelling Holy Spirit exhibiting the fruit listed in Galatians 5.22. You could say, I don't have that one fruit, so I must not have the Holy Spirit and be saved. The question then becomes, are you convicted when you don't exhibit that? Are you willing to grow in that area? Can you see at least a little growth over time? Without the Holy Spirit, a person wouldn't even care, much less have a surrendered, growing life. If you or your child is unsurrendered to God, don't give reassurance. Start fresh with the plan of salvation. For more discipleship help, go to cefonline.com. Teach Kids is brought to you by Child Evangelism Fellowship. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Mary's at 91.3. Everybody needs 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. I'm Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. And uh, we have in the studio today Jay Haig of Living Without Lust. And uh, on the phone we have Daniel Weiss from the Sexual Integrity Leaders Summit. And uh, Daniel, thank you again so much for joining us today. Daniel is the founder and the president of, and um, I, I just appreciate you uh, being on here. And, you know, I, one of the questions that I get asked a lot, Daniel, and I'm just curious how you guys deal with it within your ministry, because this your ministry is about sexual leadership, integrity and stuff. In the pastorate, uh, we've seen an explosion in this for staff, whether it's youth pastors, uh, senior pastors, other people on staff. And a lot of times people treat this differently than adultery. Like if a pastor is looking at pornography on his computer versus a pastor going to have an affair with a secretary and, you know, is he disqualified? Is he not? I'm just curious, do y'all address those issues at all in this? Or are you primarily focused on just the care of the individual that's i'm just curious hello daniel we lose him too Uh, there we go yeah go ahead oh you got me on now yeah now yeah repeat what you just said because you were you were Uh, muted for a second okay sure yeah no that's that's the thing what you said is, is pastors are people too yeah and they also struggle with many of these same issues and we hold them to a high standard and we should as teachers of the gospel. Um, but we shouldn't expect that they're immune to the impact of the culture. Yes. And, and that's really the, the way we like to approach this is um, let's not focus on just quote unquote, those people who have an addiction. Let's understand as a community of believers that all of us live in a sexually explicit pornographic society, and none of us are immune to its effects. I mean, even kids, uh, you know, are are influenced by pornographic culture, even if they've never seen porn, because it's in all the pop culture, the music, uh, the videos, and things like that. So pastors are the same way. They're living in the same culture the rest of us are, and we all deal with our sinful nature. So... Um, I'd like to start with that kind of understanding because I think we need to be sensitized to the fact that this is more of a struggle for the church than, than many in the church either realize or care to admit. Yeah. Well, well, you know, for the longest time, the churches wouldn't even talk about it. Right. I mean, it was just a taboo thing. I mean, like I can remember um, uh, one time I was speaking at an event out in, um, well, I won't say where, but I was speaking at an event, and it was a it was a uh, a setting where there were some board members of the ministry that I was speaking at. It was a parachurch ministry, and in the middle of my time there, because I was doing multiple uh, sessions, um, I got a call from my wife about my son who had been exposed to pornography, and you know he had had a, a time where she caught him. And I started talking about it. I started talking about the impact within this mixed group. It was a husband and wife thing. I, and there was no kids in there. So I just start sharing and talking about the issue. Well, 
I, I was pretty much told that I wasn't brought there to talk about that issue. I was brought there to talk about evangelism. And I, I, I just simply responded by saying, well, this is a real issue. And, and the people are dealing with this, and they need the gospel just like everybody else does when people are struggling with it. And we we need to understand and not try to hide our heads under the sand like this isn't going on. And within, you know, within people who are coming to church or everywhere. I mean, this was this was as like in the nineties. So I mean, like it, it's pretty recent that you know, I mean, like people weren't talking about this issue, and it's rampant. And it's impacted the church uh, so much. So I'm so glad that um, you you have this, and for Jay, for what y'all do with Living Without Lust, mm-hmm. to to support Christian leaders, because a lot of times the the shame, the the you know the 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 resources, people don't want to talk about it because they're afraid, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, one of the things that we need to emphasize is that the umbrella nature of the summit. Uh, There's going to be a lots of different aspects of this to talk about, but since you brought it up, there's one seminar called Helping People Experience Jesus in Their Sexual Story. It's by Carol Tanksley. And one of the problems in the church is we have our spirituality way over on one side, and we have our uh, sexuality on one side and our spirituality on the other side, and never the twain shall meet. And so we end Mm -hmm. up with people who come in and we say, I believe all these things about my faith, and yet I'm still struggling with pornography or acting out or whatever it may be. How do I begin to integrate these two together? Mm-hmm. So a seminar like that really speaks to this to understand that God is God created sexuality. God he did? Is, Wait, it's from God? Yes, isn't that amazing? <laughs> he, he wrote the original tool book. <laughs> you and, know, we uh, forget that, oh, we don't do. we? We I, do. I mean, like, it, it, well, people act like sexual lust or sexual desire. Let me say sexual yeah. desire. They, they act like sexual desire is evil. Yes. And it's not. It is. How can you be fruitful and multiply if there's no desire there? That's right. So... Part of the goal in the seminar is to reintegrate these two things with e- with each other, things that would never, uh, God had joined together, man has separated, bring them back together and begin to see how we live out our life as sexual beings. We begin to talk about things like sexual discipleship. What does that mean today? Mm-hmm. And I think this whole pornification of the world is really challenging us to come up with a deeper answer, a deeper theology, a more thorough theology about what this is all about and practical living as well. Well, I, you know, and Daniel, you can speak to this, but I, uh, a lot of times I, I will, when I'm, when I'm sharing with men, I say, you know what, you, you will not die if you don't have sex. You know, you won't, uh, you, you, <laughs> you may get frustrated, but you're not going to die. Uh, so it, it is not something that we, we absolutely I mean, there's been lots of people who some people are eunuchs by choice. Some are eunuchs by being made that way, Jesus said. But but in the same way that we love food, right? We love food. I mean, we have to eat every day. We eat food to to be able to have fuel. In the same way, God gives us sexual desire to be fruitful and multiply. It's a very natural part of the human, you know, the human condition. But temptation is also a part of the human condition. And it doesn't matter whether it's to overeat food and overindulge in food or to overindulge uh, in sex. But if we're really honest, 
you have to admit that in our culture today, the young, the average guy who's 12 to 17 years old is bombarded in ways that we never were growing up. Right. I mean, like, I mean, isn't that true? Uh, it's absolutely true. And, and we'll address this. We have one guy coming to engage youth on the tough topics of our day. Um, so we will be absolutely addressing those issues. But the legacy of what comes after those years stays with us because those neuro, uh, neurons that get programmed in that 12 to 17 year um, s- cycle um, often become the, 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 the boy is living out in the midst of the man, if you like, and we always come back to those issues. So those are also the things that we'll deal with in the in the summit as well. So, so Daniel, I am just a guy living in a community, but I'm active in my church. Um, I care about things that are you know important in our church and helping our church be a strong, thriving community. Why should a guy like me? I'll say I run a men's ministry. Why should I come to the summit? And it doesn't matter whether I'm in Jacksonville or Georgia or you got people coming from all over for this conference. Why should I come to the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit as a like a, a men's leader in the church? Yeah, I mean, that is that is the, the essential question for, for an event like this. And I'll say there's 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 three key things that we try to offer at every summit. And one is we want to equip people. Like we're bringing in speakers and leaders uh, who are working on the front lines. They're in the trenches, and they're bringing their insights uh, to share with others. And not only to share, but for the audience of leaders to respond back into it. So we've asked our presenters to be very interactive with the attendees because we know there are many leaders there who could easily be speakers themselves. In fact, most of them can be um, because they all have experience in this. So if you're, if you're someone who cares about this issue, if you're someone who's already doing something like running a small group or even, you know, lay counseling, there's so much you're going to learn. Um, and we have people that have been doing sexual integrity type work or recovery ministry for 20 years that come and get refreshed. And they say, there's so much here that I haven't considered or I've never encountered before. And we love that this is a vibrant learning community. So that's one thing. You're going to get better at what you do. You're going to have more insight to bring back to those you serve. Um, The other thing that we offer is fellowship. And I'm sure Jay could speak to this. In fact, most leaders working in sexuality ministry will tell you it's a lonely place. Um, There is not a lot of support. And so people who have been called by God are passionate about this work, many of whom have their own story of brokenness, recovery, and redemption. Um, It does get lonely, and and the work does get hard. So you come into this community that's really enlivened by God's Spirit, and you find, oh, there's 200 new friends here that I never met before. And that's really the atmosphere we've, we've had by God's grace. So it, it's a really encouragement. It's filling people up. And the final thing we, we try to offer is collaboration. And we see that we are so much better, each of us individually, when we're working with others, and we can be on our own. And that's really the, the metaphor that Jesus gave us, of the, or Paul gave us, of the body, with Christ as the head, uh, that we each have a part to play, and the eye does not serve as the hand serves. 
when we see them serving together, we get a much larger comprehensive vision of what Christ is doing in the church today. So the idea of collaboration really infuses itself, and when we say it's an easy competition for a client, we're working together together. Anyone um, who's you know, even remotely interested in this is going to gain so much. Um, it, it's almost hard to describe how much of Lenski also wants arms. He'll be meeting Prime Minister Mark Rutte later to push for further military backing. BBC correspondent Danny Eberhardt. The Dow off 264 points now. This is SRN News. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, did the animals that we see fossilized today live millions and millions of years ago? Chris, according to evolution, they did, but I question that. First, note that most of the fossils are nearly identical to modern-day organisms. There are clams in the fossil record, and there are clams today. Maybe a little bit different, but still clams. Theologically, if the fossils died long ago, then what does that do to the biblical teaching that things were very good in the beginning? Did things die and experience pain before man, before God called things very good? No, in the beginning there was no death. It was Adam's sin which brought the wages of sin, which is death. If death existed before sin, then death is not the penalty for sin, and Christ's death paid no penalty. Chris' recent creation is absolutely essential, even to the salvation doctrine. As we go back to Genesis, we can get it right. This is Chris O'Brien. Thanks for going back to Genesis. No active accidents, but there is a broken down vehicle in St. John's County on I-95 northbound near State Road 207. Also, there's planned construction on the north side on I-95 heading south before the 295 East Beltway that's blocking the off-ramp left lane. Partly cloudy tonight, low 60. Friday, partly sunny, high 84. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without you. I can never be, never be me without you. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. And uh, I'm uh, so happy to have uh, Jay Haig and Daniel Weiss here. Jay Haig from Living Without Lust. And Daniel Weiss from the Sexual Integrity Leaders summit and uh you know daniel you know i was just talking to jay uh about some you know just i was just going back and forth with him a little bit about the the whole idea of how this subject has been so kind of hidden for a long time and i appreciate you bringing this conference if if you're out there listening and again, it doesn't matter whether you're in Virginia or Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, bring a group down here for this uh, summit that people come from all over the country to come to this. Uh, and it's to really help leaders learn uh, about resources and learn how to help their people walk through these issues with sexual integrity. 
then um you know i i think immediately first thessalonians 4 pops into my mind you know this is the will of god you know that you abstain from sexual immorality it can't be stated any more clearly than that so i appreciate you doing this talk a little bit daniel i uh about one of the sessions uh, is uh the the partnership between a pastor and a therapist i know there's some people out there that might be thinking i don't need a therapist i just just give me the word give me you know give me the word let me hear the word preached uh talk a little bit about that particular ideology or that particular uh, philosophy of the pastor working together in partnership with a therapist why what does a therapist bring to the table why did why why should a pastor work with a therapist this session actually was a breakout last year and it was so well received that uh, we decided to bring it back as a plenary session so the entire community could benefit from it and it really this is one of those partnerships and collaborations i was talking about in the last segment um the the two people that are leading that session met at a summit. They didn't know each other prior. They started talking, and one was a therapist, Stacy Sadler, and then there was a pastor, Kevin Pate. And they, you know, they talked about their different approaches to sexual brokenness or when someone comes to them with some kind of sexual wounding or, or challenge or issue they're dealing with. And they did approach it differently. But as they talked and the more they talked, they realized there's – place for both uh, professionals to work, and there's some things that the pastor will do very well that isn't appropriate for uh, even a Christian therapist, but there's also some training a therapist might have that a pastor doesn't. And I think one of the areas that um, I wish more pastors were aware of is the impact of trauma on a person's sexual temper. And most of uh, the trauma that impacts us and how we approach sexuality is something that happens in our, in our youth. It's how we grew up, what we were exposed to. Um, men especially, but girls and women as well have been exposed to pornography, or women especially have been uh, sexually harassed, exploited, or abused. Mm-hmm. And that impacts us. So if you don't understand the impact of trauma, it's hard to understand what, the hidden drivers are that keep people stuck in their sexual sin. It's not just about sin. Sin is not just what we commit. It's also what's been committed against us. Mm. And so there's, there's this dialogue that they're trying to share where they're saying pastors and counselors often think the other isn't needed. And that's just the reality of those two professions. But the fact is they actually and work together and enhance both of their ministries. So I'm very excited for that session to come out and for us to see that there's a larger community of care that's possible if different professionals begin working together rather than, um, you know, working against one another or or just poo-pooing the other profession. We, well, Jay, real quick before that, I just uh... – I, I want to let our listeners know that this issue is one that is impacting us, not just from a standpoint of being bombarded. There's one survey that said one in five couples, that's 20%. This is not Christian couples. This is every couple. Uh, one in five couples are 
in arguments or have conflict related to the whole issue of pornography. That is how damaging it is, how impactful it is. And um, this kind of conference helps give pastors, teachers, leaders, and people that just want to come who are Christians, who just want to come learn more about resources, ways, one, that they can personally benefit from, from it and those in their sphere of influence, but also things that you can take back to your church community and say, hey, do you know about this? Can I help? Because you guys expose a lot of resources there, right, Jay? And there are a lot of resources exposed to help people with these issues. Absolutely. And I want to also bring in this whole idea of betrayal trauma. And there's several sessions. One is what is the role in recovery of betrayal and the relationship uh, or shame? What is um, protector or predator addressing the harm of deceptive sexuality, navigating the later levels of betrayal recovery? Betrayal trauma is big. It's often the woman. It's not always the woman, but there is a whole uh, process that's involved in overcoming this, restoring trust and safety. So if you're ministering in the area of helping women to overcome or uh, betrayed people to overcome this and go through this process of restoring this trust and beginning to legitimize some of their feelings, because they often, the person who's betrayed will delegitimize their own feelings and their partner will delegitimize their feelings and they'll think, why am I feeling these things which are absolutely totally normal? Hmm. So walking through that with somebody into healing can be a uh, tremendously uh, redeeming act. I also want to reaffirm what Daniel said about this whole idea of being out there alone. When you come to a sales meeting, when you come to the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit, you find instant support because all of us are out there and we have a few champions in our community who really get and understand what we, what we are about. And then a whole lot of needy people who are coming to us, but we don't have a lot of people in the normal churches and pastors who are saying, Oh yeah, let me get behind you. When we come to this, we find tremendous support and networking and that's an irreplaceable quality of the summit itself. Well, you know, I I was struck by one stat that I saw recently in that only 10% of teens think that porn is bad and only 4% of young adults think that is bad. That, that includes male and female in that. That, that staggered me. That, I mean, I understand that they think it, it, it that they enjoy it. You know, it, it, it does something to them. But to not think it's bad, like... Growing up, I didn't know anybody my age that didn't think it wasn't bad. You know, I mean, like to, to like it damaging. We didn't even know about the 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 neuroscience part of the damage that is done with it. Just the fact that we knew it wasn't a moral thing. But now we live in a culture that says that's okay. Yeah, I would say if any of you, as this is resonating with you, and you're a, an average person, but you're in touch with a therapist, you're in touch with a pastor. Just send them the link to the summit and said, have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. Sexualintegrityleaders.com for the whole conference. You don't have to come for the whole thing. You can come to individual days if you like. Or the pastor's conference, sexualintegrityleaders.com slash pastors for the Thursday morning pastor's conference. 
pastors and leaders like when you send them stuff like that because they can at least look at it and see if it's for them. Yeah, and you know, and Daniel, I want you to comment to this that um, that the these stats that I'm sharing right now come from a, a company called Covenant Eyes that they do research. It provides you know, uh, it's like a filter blocker, uh, but forty three percent of senior pastors and youth pastors say they've struggled with porn in the past. That's, that's almost half. That's insane. One out of five youth pastors and one in seven senior pastors, according to this survey that sent out by covenant eyes to these pastors, uh, struggle with pornography on a regular basis. That's more than 50,000 church leaders across the country right there. That, that is, those are the people that you want to try to help, right? Those are the people that you want to help bring healing and give. Absolutely. And, you know, let, let's look at that for a moment. Um, you know, especially the stat about uh, young people, but what about pastors and youth pastors as well? Um, when we, you know, common question that adults have is why are kids like right we always ask why are the kids doing this why are the kids not understanding um that pornography is harmful or bad and and someone a leader who's since passed on dr judith Houston, said you know kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing imitating the adult culture around them yeah hey daniel hey daniel hold on we're going to be right back we got to take our last break but i want to come back to that about them imitating what's going on Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio, Daniel Wise from the Sexual Integrity Summit and um, Jay Haig from Living Without Lust. We're going to be right back with our last segment on SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. And Sherry actually helps me with them. I get people actually in person saying, okay, Brant, for real, do you recommend this? Like, yeah, uh, for real. If you'd like to come, you should look into this. It's really a great option for a lot of people. That's what I tell people. My experience has been MediShare has been fantastic for me. Yeah. It's so different from health insurance in a lot of great ways, honestly. Yeah. And see, a lot of people who've switched tell me that it's the same reaction. They're very, very happy with it. And it gives them peace of mind and saves them a lot of money. I would tell people, look into it. Yep. Uh, So really, for reals, uh, if you want to talk to them, they're great to talk to. I think you'll be impressed and happy you looked into it. So um, you do the phone number. I'm actually tired of doing all the phone numbers. Yeah. Okay. Call now. 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Nice job. Thanks. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www. T-O-M-N-E-H-L.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network on the air in Riverside at 91.7. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world. 
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. I have Jay Haig of Living Without Lust, and I have Daniel Wise of the Sexual Integrity Leaders Summit, which is coming up. It's going to be at North Jacks Baptist Church on North Main Street. That's North Jacks Baptist Church on North Main. That is going to be in two weeks. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. They have a special Thursday session for pastors, and uh, they also have a pre-summit workshop if you're not a pastor and want to go to that as well. Uh, But for more information, you can go to sexualintegrityleaders.com. That's sexualintegrityleaders.com, and you can find more information about uh, their, you know, the, the schedule, the speakers, and sign up for that. And you can also find out about um, you know past events and I'm sure you can find out about resources and uh, for Jay Haig I want to let you know too his website is livingwithoutlust.com right dot com yeah livingwithoutlust.com and uh, Daniel I want to go back to you because I had to cut you off for the break we were talking about how young people are simply kind of doing what was modeled for them right at some point I think you were alluding to is that right that's right, and and so that that research that Covenant and I did, um, part of part of a research project they did a few years ago also found that um, among you know teenagers today, uh, more teenagers felt that um, not recycling or being obese was that that was uh, more problematic than watching porn, and so you look at that and you think why is that so well. If you understand, the culture has had an anti-obesity kind of campaign going on mm-hmm. for decades, uh, at least you know the last decade. And then recycling has been ingrained in our kids essentially since they were born. So the whole culture at large says recycling is very important. And so the kids get a constant message, recycling is very important. So not recycling is now bad for them, and, and that's a good point. But what the culture is not saying nearly anywhere is that pornography is a harmful depiction, a dangerous depiction, an unrealistic depiction of what sexuality is about. Mm-hmm. And so kids, whether they're Christian or not, uh, and the research shows this, they, they, they go to porn to learn about sex. And so the whole culture is saying pornographic or, or sexualized culture, this is okay. So of course our kids have internalized that message that pornography is okay. Like, we really shouldn't be surprised at this because kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're imitating the adult culture around them. Mm-hmm. Well, on that same uh, stat page for Covenant Eyes, they said that when they, they surveyed the pastors, only 7% of the churches had any kind of ministry uh, program targeting this issue which is significant, only 7% of the churches said. So So 93% of the churches that were represented there do not address the issue, which you guys are trying to address, which is exactly why if you're out there, you might want to send somebody to this conference, the Sexual Integrity um, Leaders Summit here in Jacksonville at North Jacks Baptist next week. Sexual Integrity Leaders, uh, they offer a variety of uh, topics 
they're dealing with everything from uh, the matters of the heart around sexuality. Uh, that's, uh, you know, going to be one of the, the keynotes. Uh, also, I really like this one, the story of human connection from Scripture and neuroscience. Um, and, and you both have mentioned the idea of trauma. I have five adopted daughters from China. Okay, they they have experienced trauma. But I do want to say we live in a culture where a lot of people think they have trauma and they don't really know what trauma is. And I'm not saying I, I shouldn't say it like that. Their their trauma is when you look at what's like my daughters, what they experience, the abandonment and all those things they've had to struggle through. Um uh, I I can see how easy that would be to tempt somebody to get into that as an outlet or as an escape. But talk a little bit about how the uh, do you, do you guys deal with that with the whole idea of in our culture kids growing up they're all just looking for an escape and and in pornography an escape form or even the sexual addiction or sexual. Uh, even illicit relationships, you know, I mean, do y'all deal primarily with the pornography in these at the summit or do you deal with a whole gamut of relationships like illicit relationships even? Do y'all talk about that at all? Yeah, it's it's really a holistic approach, Doug. And the summit is not just about pornography. Um, You know, the thing about kids and adults as well is, is a good way to think about this is all of us have legitimate God-given needs for, for connection, for belonging, um, you know, to be loved, to be known and loved, to know another and to be loved. Um, but we're meeting these legitimate needs in illegitimate ways. And so pornography is at best, and, and it's much worse than this, but at best a substitute. It never really fulfilled. It's like fast food when you really need healthy food. And and you eat enough fast food and you're going to get really sick. Well, that's what pornography, pornographic kind of sex is. It's it's trying to meet a legitimate need with an illegitimate, uh, you know, material or experience. And I think, you know, the thing that I would say to churches and pastors, um, we have an opportunity in this culture right now because the whole world is talking about sex, except perhaps in the church. But this is an evangelism. This is a gospel issue because God created us as physical and spiritual beings. And so, you know, the early church dealt with a lot of sexual brokenness from a, a corrupt um, and sexually explicit Roman culture. I mean, maybe not in Jerusalem so much, but in the larger Roman world. And the church grew by leaps and bounds with those kind of sexual boundaries that God gave us for a thriving life. And so a lot of people in the early church were sexually broken and found healing. I think that's the same situation today. There are people that are hungry in our churches for healing. They don't like where they're stuck, and they're just waiting for someone in the church to help them, to give them voice or give them courage to stand up and admit they're stuck or they've got a problem, and and to have someone listen to them and, and walk with them. You know, I would just say that um, – the. There are a lot of difficulties. We're not talking about something that's easy to do this in the context of the church, but we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about sexuality with, without ever mentioning a body part or a sex act. 
because as we said earlier, it's God's God created sexuality. He did and sexuality as a beautiful thing, as a thing that is meant to be a fire in the fireplace and not in the middle of the living room. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> but we have to learn how to do that. We have to come up with the language and the, and the, the avenues and the context. And every church is, has a different context and a, a different ability to engage with this. Some churches are very sophisticated and intellectual. Others are very more rigid. They have to all come to it with their own culture and engage with it at their own level. And what we offer is a kind of a partnership to do that and resources to begin to do that because there's a lot out there. There are a lot of resources out there. It just requires the attention of somebody to say, we believe this is important enough. And because the culture is throwing it in our face right now, we believe this is an opportunity. I describe it like Paul's opportunity to Athens when he was met with idolatry and he said, look, I I can't talk about Isaiah and Jeremiah. I need to talk about what's going on, the idolatry that's right in our faces. We have an opportunity here and we believe we have to seize it. Do, do you guys, um, you know, you both of you mentioned earlier at some point about dealing with LGBTQ stuff. Um, that I see that as having a pretty significant impact within the church, especially we were talking about it earlier this week on the air. When, when you start putting identifiers in front of Christian, I'm a gay Christian or whatever, I'm a, a trans Christian, it, you, you're basing, it sounds like more of your identity on that than the fact that you're a Christian. Uh, do, do you guys get into those issues at all of, of biblically how sin, you know, uh, affects the body, how, how Paul even makes a distinction when you sin sexually, it's against the body, or do you kind of not really get into that area at all? I'm just curious about the summit and what you guys are doing. Cause it, this is continuing to grow, and one of the questions we get asked all like, why do you focus on sexual sin? Why do you focus on these issues? You know, and my response is, well, the government's not codifying theft. <laughs> the government's not codifying different things. People are pushing to have this stuff legitimized. And so uh, there's a balance there, and I'm just curious, do you all get into any of that in the conference, or is it purely just a, you know, to help – encourage these people who are struggling that because that's a hard issue it really is it it is hard and it's one that we've found you have to well we've chosen to tread lightly not um not to avoid it but the problem is the silence of the church and even i would say the silence of denominational leadership to give guidance scriptural foundational guidance to churches and pastors on how to talk about these issues. Because we know, um, you know, we love because God first loved us. And while we were still sinners, he he saved us. He offered us forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so we know that we're entirely dependent on God's grace, as is everyone. Yeah, sin sin is sin. I mean, I I, I don't want to say that, you know, sin is sin. And just I want to let you know we got about a minute left of airtime. So so, so I just, but sin is sin. Yeah, we do this, but but there needs to be more bold leadership, and we're trying to bring that to bear as well in our conferences, because mm-hmm. um, we do believe, you know, God's word stands stands apart, stands alone, and we've got to follow that, um, especially when it comes to issues of identity. Well, that's, that's one reason that I wanted you guys on because I know the Bible. Is-
The Bible is your authority. And uh, I just want to, again, let our listeners know the Sexual Integrity Leaders Summit at North Jacks Baptist Church. This is a national summit. And um, if you're listening and you want to bring a group, just go to sexualintegrityleaders.com. You can register. There's a pastor's conference on Thursday. There's a, a, a pre-conference on Thursday for those that aren't pastors to go to that. It's going to be a great conference. Uh, again, another great resource, Living Without Lust. And uh, Jay Haig, thank you. Daniel, thank you for being our guest today on SWAT Radio. I hope you guys have a great conference. Thanks.